turn with me. <laughs> That's right. Turn with me to 1 Peter 1. Thank God. I guess we'd call you a Jewish one, we? Yeah. Okay. All right. 1 Peter 1. I want to begin here. It says, verse 10, Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. I want us to see this. It says the prophets of old. Look what was in them. How did they prophesy? It said, um, it says, which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, Amen. who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. The grace should come unto you. Grace, something you don't deserve. It says, searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them. Who was in them? The spirit of Christ. And what was he doing? He was testifying beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Now, turn with me to Psalm 40. You have any regrets in your life? Do you have any regrets? Well, let's get rid of them today. Jesus is here to get rid of your regrets. If you will turn with me to Psalm 40. Psalm 40 was written by David. David was a prophet. David had the spirit of Christ in him. And he prophesied, talked of the sufferings of Christ and what was to follow. And you know what's wonderful about this? David was a thousand years before Jesus showed up. David spoke of Jesus a thousand years before Jesus spoke up. David became king in about the year 1010 B.C. Jesus didn't show up till four. All right, let's go to verse six. It says, sacrifice and offering that would not, did not desire. My ears has thou opened. Burnt offerings and sin offering thou hast not required. He said, then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me. This is David prophesying of Jesus. And who's talking here? Jesus is. Let's read it again. Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offering and sin offering hast thou not required. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do thy will. Oh my God. Turn with me to Hebrews 10. Let's make sure that this is Jesus. If you will go to Hebrews 10 verse 5. And this is the writer of Hebrews. In chapter 9, verse 28, the last verse, he said, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. This is Jesus. Now go down to verse 5. When Jesus cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sins thou hast no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come. It is written in the volume of the book, it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. Do you see? That's Jesus in Psalm 40. That's Jesus speaking in Psalm 40. So what's the big deal about Jesus speaking in Psalm 40? Let's move on. It says, verse 8, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. This is Jesus speaking through the prophet David. It says, I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. 
Now look, withhold not thou thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindnesses and thy truth continually preserve me. Now let's look at verse 12. This is what I want to get to. Let's look at verse 12. This is in Psalm 40. This is Jesus speaking out of the mouth of his prophet David a thousand years before he came. Verse 12. Four innumerable evils have compassed me about. For innumerable evils have compassed me about. My iniquities have taken hold upon me. Woe. Woe. What was the first word in that phrase? Mine iniquities. Mine iniquities. Look at that word. Mine iniquities have taken hold upon me. Mine. Mine. You know, when I first read that, I said, oh, no. Oh, no. Nope, 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 nope. I went and looked at 50 different translations of the Bible. 50. And all 50 said either mine or my. Not one missed that word. Mine or my. Who's speaking? Jesus. Jesus is speaking here. We know that from verse 5. Jesus is speaking. Mine iniquities have taken hold on me so I am not able to look up. That word is see. Mine iniquities have, have, mine iniquities have taken hold upon me. Hold upon me. This is Jesus on the cross, folks. And you know what the wonderful thing is about this word? You know what's wonderful about this? Your iniquities became his. Your iniquities became his. He who knew no sin became sin. He who knew no sin walked 33 years, never sinned, tempted all the time, never sinned. He who knew no sin became your sin. Look what he's saying here. Mine iniquities, which you did, he took. Isn't this wonderful? Your iniquities, your sins became his. They became his. Mine iniquities have taken hold upon me, so I am not able to see. Why do I speak this so dramatically? Why am I so, what do you want to say, enthusiastic, as my father used to tell me? Now, you know why? Because a couple years ago, we were praying in the fellowship hall. And I had asked God, show me Jesus. I want to see this. I said, I must see Jesus. And he started answering my prayer. And he gave me a vision in my spirit. My first one was this verse. I saw in the spirit, I saw Jesus on the cross. I saw every bone at a joint. I saw him broken. I saw, in fact, I, I saw the bones weren't together. And I saw his head. I didn't see his face, but I saw his head. And it lifted slightly up and to the right. And I realized, when God showed me that it was Jesus. And I realized what God was saying, this verse. He was looking up. Because my iniquities became his. They started coming on him. All our sins started falling on that body. And his body started breaking apart. And he looked up slightly to the right. And he realized he couldn't see. He realized he couldn't no longer see. You know why he couldn't see? My sins on him. My sins were on him. Every bone broke. 
Every boneless, dislocated devil, I bind you. Every bone dislocated because of my sin. Because of my sin. And you know what he says here? My iniquities. Mine. He took my iniquities on his own body and he called them mine. He called your sin his own. His own. Isn't that a glorious, wonderful thing? They're no longer yours. Your sins are no longer yours. You got faith for that? You got the guts to believe that? Your sins are no longer yours. He said they're mine. My iniquities have taken hold upon me so I am not able to see. When I saw that in the spirit, I could do nothing but weep and weep and weep and weep. Why? I was getting the revelation of what that man did for me. That man, the man, Jesus, went to the cross. Not a God, a man. A God can't carry sin and a God can't die. Jesus was a man. And he had my sins and he made them my own. Now, let's go on. He said, there, I am not able to look up there more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart faileth me. This is the prophet David speaking of his own great-great-grandson that was a thousand years down the road, his own seed. Now, I want us to go back to the first part of that verse because there's two wonderful things in here. One, your sins are not yours if you can believe. They're no longer yours. They became Jesus's. He said, my iniquities came upon me so I cannot even see. Isn't that wonderful? You don't have to keep your sin. You don't have to keep it. It was taken by Jesus. You don't have to keep it. Get it on the cross. Put it where it belongs. It belongs on the cross. Jesus bore it. They became his. And you say, oh, God doesn't know what you did. Well, he bore it. They became his. Oh, he knows exactly what you did. And you know what? I want us to go back to verse 8. It says, I delight. I delight to do thy will, O God. I delight to make their sins, your sins, mine. That's what he said. I delight to make their sins mine. Now, the first part of that verse. For innumerable evils have compassed me about. Innumerable evils have compassed me about. I want us to go to Luke 22. I want us to look at verse 53. This is Jesus speaking. And they're getting ready. They're, they're, they're arresting him in the garden. He said, Be you come at us against a thief with swords and staves. When I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched no hands against me. Why? Because the Father wouldn't let him. And he said, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. This is your hour and the power of darkness. And David is speaking here in Psalm 40. He says, innumerable evils have encompassed me about. Innumerable evils. Can't count them. Compassing him about. Now, turn with me to Matthew 28. Jesus out of the grave. He said, uh, verse 18. It says, and Jesus came when he was risen from the dead. 
when he had paid for our sins, when our sins were forgiven, when we were justified, when he walked out of the grave, every sickness, every disease healed. And he walked out, he's speaking to his disciples. He said, all power, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Amen. Do you see the change there? All power is given unto me. This is Jesus speaking. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power. Well, just a couple days ago, there was the hours of darkness. What happened? What happened between Jesus saying, this is your hour and the power of darkness and innumerable evils encompassing Jesus on the cross. And now Jesus is saying, all power is given unto me. Something happened. Something happened with that cross that not only our sins were forgiven. Turn with me to Colossians 1 or Colossians 2. Amen. Something happened on that body for you. Something happened on the cross for you. That whole cross, folks, was for you. The death, burial, and resurrection was for you. Not for Jesus. Amen. For you. He didn't have to go. But he delighted to do the will of the Father. It says, Colossians 2, verse 13. And you, being dead in your sins, and uncircumcision of your flesh, has he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way. That's the law, nailing it to the cross. It says, this next verse, 15, and having spoiled, having spoiled principalities and powers, having spoiled them. It says, having spoiled principalities and powers. One of the versions says to render them useless. It says, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Triumphing over them. And then the NIV says, by the cross. Triumphing over powers and principalities. Triumphing over them in the cross. You know what that means? That means the devil has no right to you. No right to you any longer. You know that alcoholism? It has no right on you any longer because of the cross. You know that drug addiction you can't get rid of? It has no right to you because of what Jesus did for you on the cross. I am encompassed by innumerable evils, but they were overcome. But Jesus triumphed over them, not just fell off of them, triumphed over them by the cross, overcame. Jesus turned around and said, all power, all power, but I can't stop sinning. All power, get to Jesus. All power is given unto me. All power, that thing that bothers you day and night, all power, all power was given unto me when he was risen from the dead. All power, that devil has no right to you any more you hear that no right to you the man paid for you the devil has no right to you your sins became his and he was raised from the dead you say how does this happen to me you believe it Amen. you get jesus in you you know what happens when you get jesus in you you Amen. get a jew in you you get the jew that's why you become a Jew. You get the Jew. You get the Jew. You got that? The Jew. And you know what that Jew does? He gets rid of the devil. 
He gets rid of sin. He makes you prosperous. He heals your sicknesses and diseases. He mends your broken heart. That's what that Jew does when he gets in you. And you need him in you. And it is not hard for you to get him because he wants to be in you. What did Jesus say in Psalm 40? He said, Father, I delight. I delight. I delight to make their sins mine. I delight to go to the cross. I delight to go to hell for them. I delight to do this for them. And then when I'm raised from the dead, I will raise them with me. But I'm going to tell you, folks, there's just one name whereby you might be saved or may be saved after heaven, and that's Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Just one, none other. Just one name whereby you must, must be saved. God has given you the grace, given you the faith. It's in your heart. And all you have to do is say, Jesus, after me, and be saved. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.